This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Believe in yourself, believe in your body, rock, 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 it's the self-esteem party. Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnson, and back with me is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Sousa. Norm, how you doing? We're, uh, we're holding the mics. We're holding the mic. Because we can't find the mic stands. Here's the thing, guys. The move has happened. We're basically done. I'm back freshly from Chicago. Yep. From the big tour. And then you you came back and now there's a new place. (laughs) I came back into a shitstorm. You moved all by yourself, which I can't (laughs) believe that you did. I'm in a lot of pain. You're in a lot of pain. You moved the whole house. It's outrageous. Yeah. Matt O'Brien, who was a guest on the podcast. That's right? right. He helped me. That's right. Good guy. I ought to give him a big of a uh, kiss as a thank you. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Just a big thank you kiss. <laughs> uh, and a quick shout out to Pat Babbitt, who basically painted the whole oh house. Oh my God, you guys. Pat Babbitt. Like, let me tell you this. We picked outrageous colors. You know Pat. People, listeners know Pat yes, from the course. show. He does his yearly prediction. He does the yearly New Year prediction. Mm-hmm. And this year is, fuck it, we're back, baby. Right. Okay. And Pat has been in this house back. No question about it. Yeah, when was the last one of these? We we were at the old place. This is That's the first right. One now we're, this is place. the first one here at the new place because I just got back. And everyone, we apologize that we're coming out a day late. Oh, right. We didn't have Wi-Fi yesterday on account of the move. Well, yeah, and also we don't know where anything is. Everything is in a box. <laughs> and everything was packed away. So there was actually a couple of obstacles yeah. <laughs> that we weren't prepared for. Um, but we're here now, and Norm, let's let's really get into it. Yeah, we might need to do this in the Patreon. We, we have might have to do this in the Patreon. So about. here's what I'm thinking. I'll do a quick recap of the tour. Okay, let's hear it. Basically, it was Johnston and Welch, myself and Mo Welch, with our director, Best Telling. Mm-hmm. and our um, producer, Dan Hartigan, which was amazing to have him there. So we got a huge Airbnb in Chicago. We One had a total blast. One of the listeners blast. went to go see the show, right? That's right. She did. One of the Patreon uh, members and listeners did come to see the show. Guys, you got to get on the Patreon. That's where we get personal, and this is where I went over all my fans. Mm-hmm. One at a time. Thank you so much. So we did the four shows, sold out. Had an absolute blast, right. learned a lot, mm-hmm. and I feel like now I'm more prepped than ever for the big show in LA, which um, dates to come. Stay tuned, everybody. TBD. TBD. So that's the tour. Now, Norm, give us your brief debrief about the move. Oh my God, the move. Um, 
Yeah, the you know I d- I opted to not get movers, <laughs> which was a, which ended up being a huge mistake. Yeah, well, we had to sell the appliances in the old place, which was a pain in the butt. Yeah, it totally was. I mean, everything about that place was cursed from day one. Yeah. The stove uh, was so like the the gas line was like impossible to take off the stove. I had to go get bowl cutters and yeah, it cut was it bad. Loose. Yeah. <laughs> And the U-Haul, I, we, I ordered a U-Haul and the door broke, the, like the, the back door to close it. And then guys, when I went back to go clean it, the worst. after Norm had moved out, I went back to clean it yesterday to hand in the key and we found a dead cockroach. But like laying on his back. <laughs> in the bedroom. Like it was just relaxing and then had a heart attack. Fuck, tuned peas and grease. Yeah, fuck that apartment. <laughs> I'm so sick of it. We got to do a full F, you know, F that apartment Patreon episode and then... Oh yeah! Right tonight we have you have a guest. That's right. We who we have to get to. My mm-hmm. God, he's um, so funny. The last thing I'm going to say is this though. Okay, let's hear it. Um, I do appreciate everything you did for the house, and that mm. you and Pat worked so hard to de-stress me because I was very stressed out about the and house. Matt O'Brien, don't forget. And Matt O'Brien, so I really do appreciate that. Norm, thanks for orchestrating all that. Hey, you no are problem. my everything. Wow. And um, thanks for giving me permission to leave. <laughs> <laughs> But truth be told, it would have been harder if you were here. Yeah, I do tend to get in the way. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the guest. It was a short intro today, but that's It was fine. a short intro today. Nobody cares what we well, have to say. It's a day late. We're both tired. Oh, my God, you guys. We are exhausted. Yeah. So give us a break. So please help me welcome Dave Tooney right after this break. It's a self-esteem It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's a self-esteem party. Dave, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing just great. Wait a second. Let me back up record this. We are back up recording. Dave, welcome back to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast (laughs) with a backup record. How are you? It feels so good to be back. It's just so nice to have you. Obviously, the first time things didn't go well. Um, there was no connection and what have you. So yeah. we had to scrap the episode uh, and re-record. And now we're here and re-recording and I'm already getting a better vibe from you. Yeah, yeah. I feel more at ease the second time around. This is comfortable and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, digging back into it. <laughs> you know what? Me too. You know what, guys? Let me right back in. That's all I'm asking for. I'm like a vampire. Just let me in. Okay? That's it. Let me right back in. I know. Fool you once. Shame on me. You know? Uh, Just let me get back in there one more time. And uh, we'll sort it out. I promise. (laughs) Um, Dave, let's start off this podcast right. On a scale of 1 to 10, in terms of your self-esteem and what have you, how are you feeling? On a scale of one to ten, currently, yeah, uh, it 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 really depends on the hour. I'm going to say right now it's at a six or seven. Okay, okay, six or seven is a solid number. Can I ask, say as a comparison, what was it earlier or like yesterday? Uh, it feels like lately it can hover between a four 
and a six or seven. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm with you because I'm finding hourly fluctuations Mm -hmm. as well. Like right now, I would say I'm at um, a six right now because I'm really excited. All of that six is excitement to chat with you. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I had a rough morning. So the morning was like two. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I was like, because now it's it's 1230. So it's good enough time in the day where I'm like, okay, great. I had then I had something to look forward to. So around like 11, I was like, this is going to be fun. I'm excited to talk to my friend. I like Dave so much. I'm so glad he's doing it. And Mm -hmm. then you start to feel better because you're like, I have something to do. And I'm doing it with someone that I think is really great and seems to like me as well. And that feels good. Absolutely. You know what I mean? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, so my question to you then is, um, I know we're going to kind of get into this stuff here a little bit. Something to do. When you said, I have something to do, you and I are in the entertainment biz, and that is a lot of it is finding something to do, uh, (laughs) staying busy. Um, Did you ever have, when you were in, I don't think out here so much, but when you were in Canada, did you have day jobs? I mean, you were on TV shows. Yeah, so the both the Mm -hmm. tv show was a nine to five so it was like a day job right Mm -hmm. that was definitely i was at my peak happiness there in terms of busyness but a schedule it was like a dream yeah but here's the thing i i did have day jobs in toronto worked at a box office worked at a bakery whatever i had a day job here of being this assistant i've talked about this on stage before i was like this kind of entertainment assistant escort type thing where not sleeping with people, but it was for a music production company. And I kind of had to like wine and dine them and sometimes lead them on a little bit to be like, let's close this deal. <laughs> and and I was good at it, Dave. It worked. Oh, I bet I you're good. great at it. <laughs> I was great at it. But then my boss kept trying to sleep with me and I was like, oh, I see. Now I'm going to become a real escort. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. It just wasn't in the job description. Yeah, yeah. Just not what you'd signed up for. It's just not what I signed up for. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't making enough hourly. Yeah. If, truly not even close, if that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but really not even close. Enough for some dinners, but my God. Yeah, good Lord. For that guy? No, that's not happening. Um, oh. Yes. Yeah, so yes, I've done, a day, I've done the day job circuit and uh, it didn't suit me well. Okay, so then I guess here's what I, why I, I ask it is I... I'm from Wisconsin, and I moved out here in 09. I was 32 when I moved out here. I, I got a late start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had day jobs. I, I, had a, I had a normal office job back in Wisconsin, and um, I haven't had that out here. When I lived in Wisconsin, uh, living in Milwaukee, I had this normal day job. I, I Wonderful people, fortunate to have work insurance, hated the job, couldn't care less about it, just thought I was yeah. wasting my life. But... I was, I was working, so like I, my hours are getting eaten up, and I was like, I'm employed, and um, I have a steady paycheck coming in. So I look back on that now, and I truly disliked a lot of my life because of having to work this job I didn't want to work, um, which was, of course, totally in my power, and I could have stopped that, but I just didn't because it felt like that was the thing you're supposed to do. Uh, yeah. But now when I have days where I, I'm not doing something, I'm not on a set or auditions or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, that work really validated me even back then in ways that I, I probably, I'm certain, I certainly took for granted. 
And uh, that phrase, uh, like idle hands or the devil's workshop, uh, but also like idle mind is just like, oh man, it really, I really have time to go places in my mind that I don't love going. Um, I think you got that first phrase wrong. It's actually Idle Hands is a movie starring Devin Sawa. Um, I'm so, so embarrassed. You kind of mixed it up a bit. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I just, I wasn't going to say anything. And then I thought if he says this to someone else, he is going to be the fool of the day oh if he doesn't gosh. know about this movie. <laughs> oh my He's gosh. getting the title of the movie way off. Yeah. Way off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not even close. You didn't even name one of the actors. <laughs> I mean, you were just, <laughs> sorry, Dave. Now I, how you feeling? <laughs> I forgot that a big, big part of this podcast is naming movies and who starred in them. Uh, yeah, I forgot all that. in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, yeah, in yeah. One sentence. I feel like a fool. Yes, yes. It's like the biggest part of the podcast. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. A sense of purpose mm-hmm. and using a skill set that you had, even if it was a skill set you didn't care for yeah. or that you didn't think mattered. Mm-hmm. So you were of use to somebody. When I don't have something to do, and back me, if you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, say so. But when I don't have something to do, I feel useless. Yeah. I'm like, no one needs me. Mm-hmm. Nobody needs something I can do. So what is my role in society today? And it's nothing. I have no <laughs> dent on the day. <laughs> well, so like then then my question to you right then is, um, you don't have something to do during the day. And you and I, we're working. It's, it's sporadic. We're working. We're sometimes not working. Uh, mm-hmm. Podcasts, sometimes not podcasts. Like there'll be days, one, I'm like, all right, I got to, when I'm not working, I got to be doing something. And one, one avenue I could take is like, oh, volunteer. Like over the, over the yeah. pandemic, early on in the pandemic, I was volunteering with the LA food bank mm-hmm. and I just, I, I stopped doing it and for no good reason, uh, I need to get back into it. Uh, but then there's parts of me that go, that think, well, you could take care of this. You could there's any number of jobs you could work that are like part-time and uh, on your own schedule, you know, yep. like I'm talking like a Postmates or Uber. And I know there's some like stigma attached to it, uh, whether that you feel, whether someone feels like, oh, they're not doing the thing they want to be doing. And now they have to do this other side gig and whatnot. And that feels weird. And you don't want to deliver to someone. I mean, you know. I get it maybe three years ago. But the last two years of survival, uh-huh. I'm like, dude, I, I don't, I think that's dropped off because that's like, I agree with you from beforehand. Mm-hmm. It would feel like that. But now it feels like it's a different playing field. Because Just something to do. Exact. That's what I mean. Something to do. You set yourself a schedule. Mm-hmm. You're still flexible. Yeah, man. I, I The amount of jobs people that I know have been doing out of boredom is like... A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I even, I had a friend that needed a sitter and I volunteered to go because she asked me, do you know anyone? And I was like, I'll do it because I was like, yeah, I'll go hang with these kids. (laughs) I had nothing to do that day. No recordings, nothing, whatever. Like you said, audition, whatever. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't handle the thought that like, and I only went eight to 12. Like she literally just had to run like a quick errand and I went and watched the baby, whatever. And happy to help a friend. But it was like, I just, <laughs> I was grateful that someone needed me and I could yeah. do something good. 
yeah. and feel good. Absolutely. Let me get you out know? of my house for a little bit and do something that's yeah. productive. And I know anyone listening to this that is working a normal job is like, what are you talking about? There's countless jobs. People need jobs all over the place right now. Here's the thing. I don't have skills. No, that's bullshit. <laughs> there is not countless jobs. Actually, there's not. When you don't know how to do anything, there are not countless jobs. My car is too old. I couldn't even lift if I wanted to. Literally, legally, they won't let me do it. <laughs> they're begging me to get off the road. What are you? They're going to pay me to stay home and take oh, yeah. a lift. They I, I, don't I, want any part of it. Trust me, I've seen the billboards. Uh, they do want you off the road. <laughs> trust me, Atlanta. We know. <laughs> but that's really, I think the people that do have full-time jobs and maybe feel the way that you feel or uh, sorry, felt when mm-hmm. you were back home. I think it's, you can idealize what our life is like where we have sometimes lots of time off mm-hmm. or can make a good amount of money in a really short amount of time, but mm-hmm. it's inconsistent. I like revealing the truth of it on this podcast because I think people need to know it is truly not all fun and games and it is you know what I mean that I'm like I because I when I was working a job I would idealize it as I'm sure maybe you did too like oh my god this life in Hollywood or oh my god you know what I mean Mm -hmm. a million and one different things and now I'm like oh I wish I had known what it was actually like not that I wouldn't have done it but I'm like maybe I would have hung on to some of those jobs or consistency or schedule yeah. a little longer. Yeah. I, I've talked you know? to, uh, I've talked to, um, over the years, a few people from back home and they, they would reach out and they'd be like, Hey, I'm thinking about moving out to LA. And I'm like, oh, wow. okay. Okay. Uh, and they're like, mm-hmm. like, what do you think? What's it like? And I'm like, okay, well, uh, here's what's great about it. Countless things are great about it. I love LA. I truly do. Me too. Uh, I, I do too. I do too. Yeah. But then I yeah. said, but also like, um, what is your hope? And they'd be like, I want to like do UCB or, and I want to do like the acting thing. And I'd be like, okay, well, just let me tell you, it's different than doing improv in Milwaukee. Like it's a lot of classes. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of time. And uh, if you have a nice, it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people, it's a big hustle. It's a, it's a constant hustle. It's a big grind. Um, here's like, I live in an apartment. I live in a smaller apartment in Los Angeles. So like you're thinking about buying a house there. Okay. Well, that's not going to happen here. Uh, at least yeah. not right away. Um, and not to try to downplay it, but just try to give them like a, a more realistic view of this is what it's like. I know that me and a couple of my friends from Milwaukee who have the balls bounced our way a few times. Uh, it's easy to see that and be like, that's the thing. That's what I see on social media. Things are going well. And, and they are going well. I'm not trying to say things aren't going well. I'm very fortunate. Uh, but just try to paint a more realistic picture. And, and then none of them have moved out here. <laughs> not not you know necessarily what? because I, of me. but First of all, I know you guys are listening. And let me just say you made the right decision. There's no <laughs> doubt in my mind, Dave, that your friends from back home are fans of the podcast. I can... <laughs> I, I think we can all agree on that. Hey, no doubt. <laughs> but, no doubt. No doubt. But I'm really glad that you said it as it is. I've done the same thing. Now, listen, I convinced a friend of mine to move here. I did an opposite once because I was like, there is nothing here for you in Toronto and you're so young. Just throw yourself into it and then come home. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I moved, it was later and I was already going for a green card. It felt more permanent. And I purposely became a citizen to stay here and almost force myself to be like, you committed, you're here now. Your life, I've been here 10 years. My life is here. Absolutely. It is. 
you know, and like all my, I still have some close Canadian friends back home, mm -hmm. but a lot of them moved here or come here frequently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, this is where my life is, but it's like, I knew what I was getting into in terms of like, um, not going to be able to like buy some house or buy some fancy car or whatever. Like I knew that I yeah. knew the finances of it. I did not know the loneliness of it. Mm -hmm. And I even had friends when I got here, not that many, but a few, but I did not know the loneliness of it. I don't know if you warned your friends of that, but that was something I was like not equipped to deal with. Yes. By any means. I did not. <laughs> I did not tell them that, um, but I probably should have, but they didn't move here. So that's fine. Um, but that's, that can be, especially over the pandemic. Um, we've all talked about this ad nauseum. Um, that, that that is definitely a factor. Real quick, I just want to go back for a second. Is the friend that you convinced to move out of Toronto former Toronto Raptor, Raptor superstar Vince Carter? Yes. Uh, and let's just say the people were none too pleased. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say. Yeah. Uh, including Vince himself. Including Vince himself. He thought I should have stayed. <laughs> he was none too pleased with me. Okay. He's blowing up my phone right now trying to get on the podcast. Oh my it's gosh. not happening. Ignore I'm in it. the middle of a recording. Please. Yeah. I am absolutely ignoring it. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this guy. No. Vince, who's calling people these days? What are you doing, buddy? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> that is my main problem is the call. <laughs> um, no, you know who it was? It was my friend Georgia, and it really worked out. Hey. She's she's married to an American and has a little American baby. A little American baby. So it's like, that's kind of crazy that I'm like, oh my God, you wouldn't have the kid you had if you hadn't moved here. Like, yeah. maybe you'd have another baby, but with an accent? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this little turd for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever worked no on a show? Have you ever worked on uh, uh, on anything and they and they asked you to um, dial down the, the accent? Do you know I've been called out, not even on set, in auditions? <laughs> Same. Uh, yes, first of all, so yes on set, uh -huh. absolutely. But I had to learn how to say sorry. Um, like I used to go into like before I would go into an audition, this is when like the majority of them were in person mm -hmm. and I would turn to someone beside me and be like, can you say sorry to me? And they were like, what? And I was like, I just need to hear the way you I've say done it. nothing wrong. I, I will not apologize. <laughs> and I would ask them to say it right before I went in mm -hmm. so that it'd be fresh in my mind of how to say it right yeah. before I went in. Cause I got um, called out on it so many times. They'd be like, where are you from? And I'd be like, Canada? They'd be like, I heard it. I'd be like, great. You're also talking like a complete psychopath. So we're even. <laughs> Actually, you sound like a murderer. So <laughs> I, I'm just fine. Thanks. You're the weird one in this audition. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've got a bit of an accent. Oh, uh, yes. I just I just went to an audition last week. It was an in-person one. And uh, he was like, where are you from? It's like, Wisconsin. He's like, yeah, I get that. Uh and then I've gotten, when I worked my day job, I would talk to people on the phone a lot from all over the country and they would regularly say, are you calling from Canada? I got oh that a lot. Oh my God, really? A lot. You've got a bit. You've got a bit. You would blend right in to my town. Hey, your town sounds great. I've never been. 
Um, bit of a cocaine problem. Not so sure. <laughs> well, good thing you moved to Los Angeles where uh, there's not a cocaine problem. Nice and clean down here. And this is what I was going for. A fresh start. Clean nose. Um, no, this was a while ago. I remember there was like... Wait, okay, let me tell you one quick story about yeah, school for no, for no reason. When I was in grade eight, um, no, seven, not even. I think I was 12. Mm-hmm. We were on a field trip walking to the graveyard. I mean, this is, I grew up in farm country. So I was like, hey, I'm right with you. A walk to the graveyard was the, and you had to go do the edgy, like, the put the paper on top of the gravestone and then do it with the crayon so that it would um, like rise and you could see the information. <laughs> did so they say whatever. to you, did they say as you're walking to the graveyard, they say, we're walking towards your future? Here's the thing. We kind of were. Because what had happened was when we were walking back, my walking partner, Adam, um, got arrested for drug dealing. <laughs> In grade the eight? Police, the police... Pull, yeah, the no, I think grade seven, the police pulled up to the line of us walking on a dirt road. On a dirt road, we're walking. Just on the side. No sidewalk, just on the side. It's so dangerous. Anyways, we're walking. And the police pull up and go, is Adam, I won't say his name, but is Adam here? Whatever. And he and the teacher was like, yes, this is him. And he got pulled into the cop car, and then I had to walk with the teacher. I'm thinking, we're all suffering. This is a crime all the way. <laughs> There's a couple of crimes right now. <laughs> and it was so that was the walking to the future because I don't think he veered far from that path for the rest of his life. I think he's still alive and well uh, hey. in the biz. <laughs> hey, when you know when you know who you are early on, I mean, they say that's an advantage. You know yeah. what? I think so. Yeah. He got out, didn't he? Yeah, he knew who he was. He's like, this <laughs> he is what I out. do. He knew who he was. He confessed right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. He went, this is drugs. what I'm doing. I'm confessing. Yeah, I'm So confessing. what do you want from me? I sell drugs. That's what I do. That's who I am <laughs> at the age of 12. <laughs> Can you believe that? Isn't that a wild story? Sorry, I went off on a total tangent, but the story just came to mind and I was like, oh yeah, this is a juicy one. Yeah, that is a juicy and one. Well, the juiciest part being, one, the trip to the graveyard being of no question to our parents, mm-hmm. and two, walking on the dirt road. <laughs> these, are the, these are the two big parts of the story that I think matter most. Wait, so you did that thing where you like, you put a piece of paper on it and you like... And, like yeah, like color yeah, so you on can, top like, of the paper. Yeah, yeah, so you get then the, the image of what's on the gravestone. And then what did, what did you do with it? Nothing. Because <laughs> there was no internet. <laughs> or there was, but only barely. Like, we didn't go research anybody. We just had them. <laughs> so it's just like, hey, we just want to show that you could do this with paper and c- crayons or chalk. Yeah, they wanted to be like, see what happens when you use a crayon in this way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this should have been a field trip for like grade two. <laughs> Truly. Should not have been. This should not have been twelve-year-old drug dealers. <laughs> I'm sure that guy was looking, going, "I'm gonna put a few bodies in here." Like, I'm sure he was like, "This is my time." That that is his future. You're right. His future both ways. I'm gonna put both a way. few bodies in here. <laughs> yeah, he Holy cow! Any violent? We don't know. I ended up dating him for a what? Week. Um, yeah, a year later. <laughs> okay. What, One week? What were the... 
we all have many facets to our personality. What drew you to him at that time? He looked cuter. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he seemed to be really making some changes in his life. <laughs> um, he was, who's left? You know, there was a lot of reasons. Who? D- d- uh, how long did you date him? A week. He was who's left because I'd already dated all the subs- like the good ones for a substantial amount of time. Yeah, I wait. I dated this one guy for, I think, seven months. And like when you, you when you date, you know, you don't talk. No, you That's don't know what you're doing. That's the only way the relationship lasts. So we dated, and then I found a Shania Twain CD in his desk, <laughs> <laughs> and it was game over. That was the end of it. <laughs> I I thought he had a paper with "I love Shania." Yeah, Dave, that was the end of it. What do you want from me? I caught him cheating red-handed. <laughs> you were no way you were worried going to tolerate that. that. You want to talk self-esteem? I'm going to let a man trample on me? No. I'm stronger than that. I have too much self-respect. Your self-esteem is through the roof. You thought Shania Twain was your direct competition at what grade eight? And I wasn't going to let her. No, this was grade six. This wasn't even grade eight. This was like way worse. <laughs> okay, wait. Can I tell you about my first kiss with this guy? Please. This is my first kiss ever. Okay. Please. <laughs> this, is, this is such a fun episode, Dave. I'm like crying laughing right now. This is with Andy. <laughs> this is Andy the drug dealer. Is that who we're talking about? No, 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 no. This is with the Shania Twain. This was my first boyfriend. Okay, we're going to call him... Let's call him let's, Kyle. Let's call him Kyle. Because that was his name. <laughs> okay. So my friend Bonnie comes up to me and is like, you're going to kiss Kyle at lunch at lunch recess. And I was like, okay. And then she told him the same. So I spent the whole morning putting on Bon Bell chapstick. And everyone was like, better get that chapstick on, Alana. <laughs> And he put on chapstick brand chapstick. So the whole recess, he's standing with his friends. I'm standing with mine. That and he's playing marbles at the baseball diamond. So he's doing what? Playing marbles at well, the baseball. What diamond. year is this? 1954. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my insane. God. Okay. He's playing, he's playing old man marbles. <laughs> yeah. He's playing old man marbles. The recess break it, it ends. Everybody goes in except our little group of friends. Mm-hmm. I walk over there like he's waiting for the baseball diamond. I walk over to the baseball diamond. He's holding a tin can of marbles. He puts the marbles down. Uh-huh. I walk up to him. And then he had a runny nose and he went <laughs> and like wiped it with his hand. And then leaned in for the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a quick peck. And then we both ran off to our friend group. A month later, I find the CD. Wouldn't you know it? I give him my first kiss. <laughs> and this bastard turns around <laughs> and treats me like this. <laughs> hey, Dave, what was your first kiss? Oh, my gosh. Old man marbles. Uh, my first kiss was... All, was what, I, I'll ask you the question. I'll tell you mine. When okay. that when that that day when you're like, hey, when your friends are like you're gonna kiss him, was that nerve wracking? I didn't want to do it. No, I was terrified. I did not want to do it. No, I hated it. Yeah, I I bet. I mean, I I, I bet it was terrifying. That that must have been. You must have been it so glad terrifying. it was over. And he was a sweet boy. It wasn't like sure. 
it was just the way that it was. It's like your friends just dictated the relationship because they were the go the like messenger, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that- no, I hated it. And I was really scared and embarrassed, and everyone was watching. And I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know how to do this." It yeah, was, it was terrible. People were watching. Terrible. Oh my gosh, uh, watching. That's okay. Wild. Tell me about yours. Okay, uh, I will. Uh, mine, mine also not good. Um, I was. I don't know if anyone's is. <laughs> no, for her. I mean, I, she did fine. <laughs> I. And the truth comes out. Yeah, for her. For her. <laughs> I think I think I was in um my memory is hazy at this point. I'm going to say I was in she was a grade younger than me. So, I don't know if I was okay, in 7th and she <laughs> I was in 7th and she was in 6th or I was in 8th and she was in 7th. Some one of those two. Um Okay. Uh uh her name is Nicole, she's great. Um we were boyfriend and girlfriend, uh but same as you like barely talked. Uh, we were both tall and, um, oh, wow, <laughs> the detail of it all. Okay, uh, go on. <laughs> I think we were, I think, I think we were in a musical together, which I oh. can't remember what it was. And I think we both had like bigger parts. Like, I think we were like, I don't know if we were the leads, but we were some, something like that. And I think we were like together. Like, I don't know if we were the love yeah. interest with each other or what. I, that's what, that's what my memory tells me. So I think that maybe is what sparked the, Hey, let's date. Uh, but I yeah, think I think it was of a course. yeah I think it was a, a work relationship that had uh, uh, bled into a personal relationship. Um, okay. And uh, she was babysitting uh, somewhere, and uh, she's like, "Come over." And I think I knew. I'm like, I think this is it. I think this is going to be the the first kiss night. Oh and I God. didn't want to go. I was terrified. Oh. And I don't think she was terrified. I think she was ready for it and want and wanting. I could be wrong on that, but I, I think she was just like, "Yeah, let's let's kiss. Let's get the kiss. Almost let's get the kiss out of the way. Let's almost let's almost like get it out of the way." I went over there. I couldn't have drawn it out any longer. Like I was there for too long, and uh, <laughs> like I just anything I could do to avoid just like trying to make make small talk or whatever. And finally, that moment's going to happen. For her, it had to have been. Like kissing a wall, because <laughs> I don't. Okay. Would you do, or rather, not do? I, it was so fast. It was closed mouth. I don't know if I puckered my lips in any way. It was so. I was just like, I have to get out of the situation here. I'm so scared. Uh, so I think oh it was just God. truly like my lips pushing up against hers for the briefest of moments. Maybe it wasn't longer. What? And then I think I was like, I we talked a little longer, we laughed or whatever, and then I was like, I better get going because I just wanted to bail because I didn't want. I'm like, I don't want to do this again. Uh, and then I got out of there, and I think we broke up. I'm sure shortly thereafter. Oh, it was my not great. God. It was not great. It's embarrassing. Dave, when did you have your first good kiss? The next girl, the next girlfriend. Um, we got her. Yeah, and then I was like, all right, we now. We got her. All right, that person's Guess out of the way. Guess who's barely kissing a wall now? <laughs> <laughs> Did you do that? Like, uh, so next girlfriend was, um, we like, then then we just like, whatever that seventh, eighth grade style of makeup, which is like, 
This sounds disgusting. Oh my god, no. disgusting. It's disgusting. It's where you put your mouths together and then they both kind of open at the same time. Like you're both going to swallow it. Your tongues are <laughs> I'm gonna like... I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. There's like gum getting passed back and forth and they're like, that seems like I got her gum or she's got my gum. That felt like a... Mm-hmm. That felt like going all the I've way at that point. i the gum. Yeah. It's disgusting. Flavorless. <laughs> <laughs> Crows. Did you do that? Please did you ever trade? Did you ever trade gum with uh, an early? There early is kiss? nothing I wouldn't trade. Let me tell you. <laughs> to this day, I'll trade anything. <laughs> <laughs> and this is regular items too, you guys. <laughs> I'll just make a trade. I I'm love a, a swap real, meet. Yeah, I'm a real um, Craigslist poster where I'll post a price uh, or I'll say best offer or trade. <laughs> This is how I work. <laughs> do you still do you still look at Craigslist? Is Craigslist a thing anymore? Do you know I I was once the victim of a Craigslist misconnection. What? Yes. Victim. I was once Okay, not a, well, I don't need to word it as victim. Nothing happened. But <laughs> I was the subject of a Craigslist misconnection. They had written about missing you. Yes, and my or they had met me uh-huh. and then met about finding me and a friend of mine found it and went, Is this you? And it was. And can you believe it? No, this is great. Do you want to hear the story? Okay, wait. Yes. Stop. Before I say it, let me know about the fr- the first time you kissed the second girlfriend. Could you had you done practice in between or research? I'll I'll give you I'll 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 tell you the, a weird thing about it. Oh my God, what? <laughs> Me and my friend John, um, still a good friend of mine, we both were dating at the time. He was dating my the, the first girl. Ex. Yes. <gasps> and I was dating this new lady. Uh, and again, I was, I, I think it was another, I was in eighth grade and she was in seventh grade situation. Um, okay. And uh, and both of us, as couples, went to uh, what we call it's called Memorial Park. We called it the old. We call it the old park because there's two parks in my town. The new park. And people are playing marbles in there. <laughs> old man marbles. Is... Of course, my ex is playing marbles <laughs> in just the old park, wiping his nose, uh, doing his thing. So uh, gross. I hope he's the misconnection. I hope he's the one who wrote about it. Um, yeah. On Craigslist. Uh, and we went behind this uh, this uh, building where in the summertime you can use it to like cook hamburgers and stuff like that for uh, festivals. Anyways, uh, we both, both couples, we both went back there. So we're like, I don't know, eight, eight feet, 10 feet apart from each other, uh, both couples. Yeah. And uh, he and her went to town making out. And then me and and my lady at the time went to town making out, and uh, and uh, I think we did that like a I don't know we did that a couple of times or whatever. It's like close. It's like close to school. You could, it was like a block away from the school we went to. And uh, so you guys were having supervised makeout sessions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was a <laughs> there was For an everyone attendant. Everyone supervising someone else there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You good? Uh huh. You doing all right? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone comfortable with the situation? You're glad you're not the one kissing me? Yeah, you're glad you're not kissing me? Yes, yeah. you're a wall. <laughs> yeah, you're a wall. This is way better. 
<laughs> and meanwhile, uh, the girl I'm t- kissing is she's like, I gotta kiss this wall right now. Good gracious! <laughs> she's like, Why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> um, okay. 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 Here's what connection. So, what year are we talking? Sends me a post. We're talking 17 years ago, because I'm no 16 years ago. I'm like 21. I'm living in Chicago. This okay. is important. My friend from Toronto sends me this link saying, is this you? And the misconnection subject is curly hair on a rooftop. (laughs) So, or something like that, but something with my hair and rooftop. Your favorite vantage point. And band. My favorite (laughs) band as well. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard them. They're really good. Never heard. What, rooftop? That's the name of the band? No, no, no. Curly hair on a rooftop. Oh, okay. It was a good band. <laughs> the whole na- you have heard them. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I was at this insane annual loft party with mm. a bunch of like IO people. Formerly known as Improbably Olympic. So there's like this notorious party. Everybody goes to it. Like at least 100 people. Okay. If not 200. Like a crazy party in this big loft that five people shared. So you can imagine how big it was. It's okay. Big. So very big. So downtown. I, there was a lineup for the bathroom so fucking long. So my friend and I went up to the roof to see if we could pee on the roof. And we could. <laughs> I found a little corner tucked away. So I go pee. My friend's a lookout. I come out. My friend's gone. And then there's this man there. And... He was like, where are you coming from? And I went, oh, I just peed behind this thing. (laughs) We're having a loft. I peed behind this like wall. And he was like, oh, wow. Anyways, he starts talking. I start talking. He mentioned Canada. I was like, I'm from Canada. He's like, oh, whereabouts? Turns out he's from close to where I'm from. He owns a theater. Whatever. That's the conversation. I leave. The misconnection says... We met on a roof. You had beautiful, captivating eyes and gorgeous hair and a spark like I've never seen. Um, I am a 45-year-old theater owner Holy cow. in Hamilton. Um, and I think we had a connection. Was I wrong? And then attached a photo of himself and his phone number on the Craigslist posting. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I the only one that thinks that's insane? Hey, I, I'm 45, and I I, I I can somewhat empathize. Like he's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be as clear as possible about this. I gotta give my best, the best shot I can at a response here. I better get my face out there. I better get my number out there. Uh, crazy, Dave, you're tw- 21. I was 21. That that part's insane. <laughs> that part's insane. Him posting his face and number, and I, I get looked it. it too. I looked twenty one. Yeah, like I looked like a baby. Yeah, you that's know what I wild. Mean? Like, look at me now. I look twenty five. Really, if you look far away, <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> if you if you really back, up, you can tell. You look Clear far state. away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's my Craigslist misconnection. That's wild. It's wild. Oh my from gosh. peeing on a rooftop. Yeah, and you're. Convers- I guess all the bad girls have fun. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, you didn't meet the love of your life on Craigslist, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, maybe I should call this guy. Wait, Dave. Yeah. When do you think you became a good kisser? Mine was my high school boyfriend. When I was 17, I think I became a finally good, finally a good kisser. Even though I'd kiss people in between, most of it was pretty garbage. Yeah. Um, let's see. What day is it today? Um, oh, maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, Thursday okay, right now. Thursday, so maybe so uh, Wednesday. Wednesday tonight, oh, I think I did all right. Uh, I, 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 in my mind, I'm like, oh, I was pretty good in high school. But no way. There's no way that's possible. There's no that's way I was good I in high school. That's why I said 17. Yes, I kissed people when I was 14 or 15, whatever. But I'm like, I know it wasn't good. I'm not going to pretend it was good. Just because I really liked them and felt butterflies doesn't mean I was doing any of it. Yeah. I don't think I was great. And I think in college, I think I was like, I was sporadically dating. So I don't even think I got the reps in uh, <laughs> to, to, get, to really improve any skill set. Uh, I don't know. It had it's to be. It's true. It's true. It is the reps. <laughs> Okay, wait, when? Sorry. I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my late my, I'm gonna say my late twenties. I got good at it, or t- passable. We're gonna say passable. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, you don't have to disclose if you don't want to. But how old were you when you lost your virginity? <laughs> I was seventeen. I was seventeen. So now my follow up. Wait a minute. Did, Did we? we have sex? <laughs> Wait a minute. Must be. <laughs> Was I younger and Has then accelerated in age quicker than you later on? Um, um, I think yes. <laughs> um, me too at 17. Mm-hmm. But now my follow-up is, when do you think you became good in bed? Because there's no way I was at 17. What was I doing? I was, yeah. It was attendance and I was like, good for you, Alana. You made it. Yes. I'm going to say m- mid-30s. Yeah, mid-30s th- at best you know what listen i think i could really give people a run for their money in my 20s i mean i tore people up no question about it <laughs> but i had more fun in my 30s and still i'm having more fun in my 30s because i think i care as much as i care about appearance mm-hmm. I, you know i always want to look nice and feel good sure. i care less about appearance during sex in the sense that i'm like not everything's gonna look completely flawless there's nothing you can do when you're grinding it out Mm -hmm. maybe you make a bit of a grinding face there's nothing you can do just embrace it whereas before i think i was trying to look too presentational so i cared but it's Mm -hmm. like what are you gonna do you're crunched up in fun positions yeah we're gonna see your role here and there what can we do there's nothing we even if you're the thinnest person when your body's i don't know how crunchy your sex is my sex is crunched it's crunchy it's crinkly it's rolly it's It's poly small it's very small my sex is small yeah it's a bendy straw uh i yeah it's not good it's It's not not good good. it's not good it's not good i i i'll say two things about that one i can't even not that i have been that with that many people but i've got to imagine i have a I have a poor batting percentage. There's got to be plenty of people that are like, I did not. It wasn't fun. He wasn't good. Um, <laughs> Dave, I love your honesty. <laughs> I am living for this. I Because I'm with you. Oh, my God. I'm totally with you. I'm not. What's to be embarrassed about? I'm like, yeah. you know, you figure it out when you figure it out. Yes. You figure it out when you figure it out. What I'm learning as I get older and I'm constantly learning is um, like, okay, like you said, like, hey, we're all going to, it's going to be weird. It's going to be a little messy. Like, oh, yeah, just like as long as you're focused on like, hey, are you having a good time? Great. I also want to make sure I'm having a good time. As long as we're both like having a good time mm-hmm. and we're both like comfortable with each other, 
uh, and confident with each other and make each other feel confident and comfortable, then we're, everything is fine. Oh my God, I am totally with you to making sure that everybody's having a good time because anything one-sided isn't fun. No. Even if it's like, even if it's one-sided in your direction, mm -hmm. if it's if it was this way all the time just about you, then, you know, what is that saying about you? How selfish are you? You're like, yeah. do you even have a skill set to please somebody? I'm like, you got to try your stuff. You got to show the people what you're made of. <laughs> do you ever watch TV shows or movies? Um, I watch TV and movies all the time. That was yes, the end of my good question. Segue. <laughs> Very good segue. Cool. Back into Idle Hands starring Devin Sawa. <laughs> I can picture the DVD cover, but I don't. I never saw the movie. Never uh, saw the movie either. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Nope. Just to remember the poster with the hand. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. That's it. Uh, I um. I forgot what I was going to say now. Uh, oh, in movies, like there'll be yeah. movies or TV shows where. Uh, the man or the woman, it's usually the woman saying it to the man. That's just how the trope goes. Where uh, he'll be like all, you know, hot and bothered. And she'll be like, all right, let's get it over with. Yes! And then he'll be like, yes. You know. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Like the the tired wife. And she's like, I guess just this once on a Thursday. And he's like, my life rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that. I can't. I can't fathom being like, yes, let's do it. You're not really into it? Oh, yeah, let's go. Oh, my God. I am so with you. I also don't want to be someone that doesn't do it for the wrong reasons. I'm reverse bachelor. Like, I don't want to hold sex over someone. No. I don't want to be like, you're being a bad boy. No pussy for you. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be this woman. No. I don't want to be like, not. you're in the doghouse. Take him to the pound. <laughs> actually, I guess they'd want to go to the pound. That's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I know what you mean. I appreciate you not being the desperate celebratory man. Yeah, I I, I have to, but that also speaks to me being like, I have to be shown that like I'm, that like you care about me and that like you, that you're comfortable and confident with me and like you're happy to be with me. Like I I pro it's probably also a need of validation that I mm -hmm. that I'm seeking. Yeah, uh, to feel comfortable. I mean but listen, that's it's the most vulnerable you can be mm -hmm. is naked with somebody and everyone's getting in and out of each other all over the place. <laughs> so it's <laughs> I don't know how you have sex, but me, I'm in and out of that nonstop. <laughs> I'm all, like I said, crunched up in and out of the crunch. <laughs> we were getting in, we were getting out. Norm is never gonna talk he's gonna take away my recording set he's never gonna <laughs> let me do this podcast again now that people know <laughs> now that people know the truth about our sex <laughs> I'm I, I like to see what people's minds that what their perception of your sex life was prior to this like this what too like you know probably pretty long stretched out <laughs> soggier yeah just pretty much everything opposite yeah yeah, yeah. long stretched out <laughs> um, soggy <laughs> but I was going to say, um, sorry, in terms of this, what you were just talking about of feeling comfortable, confident, mm -hmm. it's you need that validation because you're very vulnerable. Very. With your body and this and that. Um, someone could emotionally hurt you, physically hurt you, emotionally hurt you by mm -hmm. being like, is that it? And you'd be like, oh, my God. Like, there's just, you know, you're putting yourself in a lot of dangerous positions. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's like, it's important 
to know that the other person there at least values you and the experience. Like, it's a privilege to have sex. Just because you're with somebody doesn't mean it's guaranteed sex. It's like, no, I'll have sex with you if it's going to be a pleasurable experience all around and everybody wants to be there and is going to make each other feel good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, otherwise, I don't have time for like trying to impress somebody or win someone over or something like that. Like, I don't, use sex with emotion i never did it was always very mechanical in the sense that it was just a separate thing that operated in its own way Mm -hmm. and it had nothing to do with emotion like it i didn't have a lot of boyfriends or if i did it'd be short term because it was mainly about sex and then when they wanted more i'd be like oh i just thought this was about sex it's much easier for me this way yeah and then I and then I broke that habit. Yeah, you get older and you figure that out. But you get older, you figure it out, and and you also you're not so fearful. Yeah, you get a little more confident with like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is how I want my life to be and what I want my relationships to be like. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're not like, or I mean, maybe you are, but you know, you're not the grade um, six Atlanta worried about someone leaving you for Shania Twain. You are like. <laughs> You start to realize you couldn't get Shania Twain if your fucking life depended on it. She is so out of your league. You are stuck with me. And as soon as you can be a grown-up enough to accept that, your life's going to get a lot better. She was probably married to her producer, Mutt Lang, at the time and uh, way older and was arguably like one of the most beautiful people on the planet at that time. Still is, of course, beautiful. But like, I love that you were like... Furious. My up, up, nemesis. up. Only goes up from here. Not for you, my man. <laughs> Not for you. Can I ask you a question? Um, this is this yeah. is uh, it's it's adjacent to what we're talking about. Have you ever had to do um kissing scenes or bedroom scenes on on set? You know what? Um, I've only done. That I can remember. I've never done a bedroom scene no, with somebody. Me neither. Um, I don't think I've done a kissing scene until recently for one of my own music videos. I've done a fake makeout passionate, but this one it was like our lips touch and we actually kissed. And it was really weird that it was like, because it was something I always thought didn't suit me. Yeah. Like the characters I would play were too weird. So mm-hmm. it's like I wouldn't be the one anyone was tuning in to see for the big kiss. Mm-hmm. And then it was weird that I wrote it into my own music video. Yeah. And I was like, the kiss is on. The kiss is a go. And and was it, <laughs> how was it on set? Was it comfortable where you're like, this is fine? First of all, he was a total babe. Second of all, he was so funny and fun. I didn't know him. Okay. The director cast him. He was so funny and fun, and we had so many good jokes going. It was not awkward or tense at all. And not that it matters, but he was married to a woman that on my best day, I would be lucky to be one of her queefs because she was so beautiful. <laughs> so it was um, it was it was comforting to know uh, he doesn't want me in any way. Yeah, and isn't that freeing? Yeah, for sure. Like, no one's getting pleasure out of this. It kind of felt better. And you don't have to be with someone, but it's like, if I knew somebody liked me, pretend someone had a huge crush on me and then we had to do the kissing scene, I'd be like, oh, this is something to you. This is nothing to me. Yeah. Then I would, you know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. it would be weird. Or even worse, this is something to me. Hello, Brangelina, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. 
<laughs> we know how that got started. Yeah, and we know how it ended. Onset and offset. <laughs> they broke up in a movie. They did. That is so funny. You know what? If I got together with somebody on a set, and then we were going to break up, I would insist we did it via a movie. I would insist we broke up in a movie. Holy cow! Like, and not a movie like, oh, the characters break up. I'd be like, no, we are live filming the breakup and releasing the footage unedited. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Dave, are you sometimes upset that like I'm the one that got away? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, it I was... just I know you've always had such a crush on me. <laughs> uh, I'm, I can't wait to write the misconnection right after we're done recording. <laughs> Yeah, this must be so hard for you because now all you've been hearing about is all these kissing I've been doing <laughs> with other people and young and old, uh, all kinds of people. <laughs> yeah, and they all sound like so they upset. went. They've all gone great. Uh, so I, it's <laughs> very. It's, it's definitely jealousy is, is creeping in. Uh, that's great that you had a good onset uh, on camera. Yeah. What about moment. you? Yeah, I. It, I think I did one for like a, a music video. Um, and that was like fine. Wait a minute, my music video. Did we kiss and lose virginity to each other? <laughs> oh <my> gosh, <laughs> man, why don't we talk in those moments? Like we, uh... <laughs> it's just so weird how it takes us so long to figure it out and, and like follow up. <laughs> yeah, look at the call sheet, one of us, please. Please, for God's sake, <laughs> find out who's who's acting with you. Uh, I oh, no, I, I I haven't had to do anything like a bedroom scene. Uh, not surprising, I'm not getting cast at that. Uh, uh, considering the roles <laughs> yeah, I'm normally going for, we're comedians. We're often right. not cast in Absolutely. such a way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But I, anytime I watch that on TV or in movies, I just I go, I don't know how they do it. I can't even fathom being in the situation here. I know it's a lot of camera people, and it's not whatever. It just it feels so awkward to me of like, I didn't know you yesterday. Do you know why I would have such a problem doing it? Like, first of all, first of all, if they're a knockout, I'm in. Yeah. No questions. But even it, that's even good self esteem on your knock- part, though, too, because like you're like a knockout, I'm in, and I feel confident and comfortable. Like, if they were, if it was like 100%. a knockout for me, I'd be like, uh, I'm going to apologize before. During no, give me that after. sweet, sweet knockout. They're going to fall in love with my personality. <laughs> no, give me that no sweet, doubt. sweet knockout. Because no they're used to the other knockouts. Well, how about these knockers? Excuse me. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, I've got funny tits. What can I say? <laughs> Laugh Ryan over here. Um Alana's <laughs> got the funniest rash. Sure, uh, are hilarious. Have you seen them? No, no, no. God, no. Um, but their <laughs> reputation, just in terms of the comedy of it all, <laughs> is fantastic. Netflix gave them a special. Netflix gave them a special. <laughs> um, anyways, I was going to say, if they're hot, okay, great. I'm totally in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the holdup for me would be because if we're going to, like, for real kiss, like a passionate, mm-hmm. to be like into bed and whatever. Yeah. I would be worried if it like to discover, Oh, maybe I'm not good at kissing. Like what if I'm not good? And all this time I've thought I was good and I haven't had any complaints, but what if everyone, all of them were just being polite? (laughs) It's like, what if all the mirrors are wrong? What if all the mirrors are wrong? (laughs) 
that's the name of something a movie uh an... whatever it is i think we can both agree we know who's starring in it a <laughs> <laughs> uh, bit of a devon sawa can i keep you a la what movie what was that quote from can i keep you do you know no dave obviously casper at the end <laughs> oh my god can i keep you <laughs> you got you... yeah they're saying can it to I the keep ghost you the ghost is saying it to Christina Ricci. Devin saw was the ghost, who's a ghost the whole time, and then she sees the image of the real boy when they're dancing in the air, and he says, can I keep you? So really just, you know, asking to take over and kidnap her. She says yes, and she I would have too. And my friend, oh my God, Dave? Yeah? I cannot believe I forgot <laughs> the drug dealer I dated for a week, my friend, I had seen that movie and that part made me cry. And my friend told him to say that to me and he told me and I started crying because <laughs> I was like, this is love. <laughs> I can't believe I'm just remembering this right now. <laughs> oh my God. What are the odds that I brought that up? And I forgot completely that he said it to me that in the one week we were dating, he said it to me. You started crying? Of course I did, Dave. Sorry that nobody's ever loved you that much. Like, I feel bad for you. Your self-esteem should be zero. Look at you. So sad. <laughs> no one's ever going to keep you. <laughs> I feel terrible. What was you. the context he said? Is that right before he, that you kissed that he said that? No, just kind of came up at the recess. <laughs> <laughs> said it. <laughs> Went back I, to dodgeball. I walked ball. away crying. I didn't hug him or kiss him. I walked away because I was crying. So kind of that was the end of it. Really. Was he like, he's like, can you shuffle along? I'm trying to play old man marbles over here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, you can't Excuse be getting me, the tears you're all in over the that. Path. Move, move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, can I keep you to the marbles? Because he didn't want to lose that. <laughs> so it wasn't, I was just there. <laughs> oh, you were crying out of rejection. Oh, okay. Now it's Yes, to... Dave. Okay. Now you're getting it. <laughs> That um, is that is wild and also really fun and um like that's the that is the that is like the beauty of uh like young love. Like oh those my are God. such important moments. It's great. The movie quote you already know can win you every time. <laughs> I love it. Dave, on this beautiful note, mm -hmm. we have reached the end of the podcast. Can great. you believe it? I swore I'd get you in and out in an hour, and hey, guess what? I meant it. Oh, yes. Dave, you started at a between six and seven on a waving four to seven based on any day, any hour. Where are you at now? I'm at a I'll nine or a ten. Number. Oh, my God. I started at a six. I am without a doubt at a nine. Without a doubt. Yeah, I'm feeling Obviously, great. Obviously, I'm questioning a few things in my life, a few choices I've made. Absolutely. That's taking away the ten. Yes. That's only a nine because I'm going... Well, Elena, now looking back, did we make the best decision here? <laughs> Should I have peed on that roof and talked to that man? I don't know. Um, Should I have called this him? this was so fun. Yes, this was Dude, great. This was like such a treat. And I haven't, the last time I saw you was at the um, co-op show, remember? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Which was so much fun, by the way. Yeah. Super fun, right? Yeah. That show was a total blast. I had such a good time. And yeah. The venue was fun. I had a really good time there. Me too. So I, I had was, a good thank time. Thank you for putting all that together. Hey. Um, Dave, where can we find you online if you are posting about shows and what have you? Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Dave Tooney. Um, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I don't post at all. Uh, and 
that's about it. And then you can watch uh, you can watch my new short called Salsa that Mike Leffingwell uh, wrote and directed and edited and uh, I'm starring in. And that's fun. You can find that um, on my – look at my bio on my Instagram or on my website or whatever. Uh, and then uh, check out shows like uh, Pivoting on Fox. I'm in a little bit of that. And uh, we got some other stuff coming out soon. Do not Google me or look me up at all. (laughs) That's all I want to say to you guys. There is nothing coming out of me. Hold your expectations, please. (laughs) No, if you guys want to follow the podcast, we are at Self Esteem Party on Instagram and Twitter. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at the only Alana Johnson on Instagram and at Alana underscore Johnson on Twitter. And guys, check out the Patreon, Self Esteem Party on Patreon. Dave, we're going to have you back on it to see mm-hmm. if you've improved that kissing yep in I'm any gonna work way at it. yeah i'm gonna we, i'm gonna hit, I'm gonna just, hit the streets today i need you to work at it, hit the streets today i'm begging you <laughs> yeah uh, but you can check out former guests coming on to uh catch up and monthly check-ins with producer slash husband slash roommate norm susa as always against his will dave thanks so much this has been a true treat thank you good to see you believe in yourself believe in your body It's the self-esteem part.